Hey, kid. I'm a little young for a bartender, aren't you? A little old for prom, aren't you? Everything in here. Why the map? It's the biggest treasure that's never been found. Five billion, easy. But it's just a story. I beg to differ. Five hundred years ago, my family found the world's biggest fortune, then was betrayed. People have been searching for it all in vain. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And we're going to be jumping into the world of Uncharted with Nathan Drake and Victor Sullivan with the very, very interesting casting choices of Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, respectively, into those characters. But before we get into that, because I know I, I've been talking about this movie since last season in season three right there was it's either i was talking about in terms of the tv realm i was talking about reacher that in the movie realm i was talking about (laughs) uncharted uncharted right so now both of them have come out one of them i thought was really good reacher was really good Uh uh-oh what (laughs) foreshadow (laughs) i don't know will will uncharted meet the expectations that i had I'll let you know in just a little bit. But, Ken, let's jump into our podcast ritual uh, where we talk about one notable movie or TV show that we watched in the last week. I got an interesting one, but what's yours this week? Oh, man. I wonder if one of these days... I don't it, it, I don't think it's ever happened. I, at least I don't remember. I'm kind of curious if one day our rituals just end up being the same thing. But anyway... Uh, the one movie that I want to share that I've watched over the last week is a movie that I saw in theaters this past weekend. It was The Northman. Dude, lucky. I've been wanting to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Yeah, for those of you who are uh, unfamiliar with The Northman, it's starring Alexander Skarsgård. Uh, he was in, what, Tarzan? And uh, he was, well, there was another movie that was really popular in. I, f- I forget. But Shoot, I forgot. Alexander Skarsgård, mm-hmm. he was really good in the movie. Nicole Kidman, Anya Taylor-Joy, Ethan Hawke, and Willem Dafoe, among others. Uh, dude, Jeremy, mm-hmm. this was the ultimate testosterone movie really? experience. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, now that I know that you haven't seen it, I don't even want to like give you kind of minor spoilers where it has nothing to do with the thing because I want you to experience the whole thing. All I'll say is... Think Mad Max Fury Road, mm. but for Vikings, because it's literally nothing but testosterone throughout the whole entire runtime. <laughs> so, when, dude, when I saw the trailer to the Northmen, I'm like, dude, that looks so good. I'm like, I don't know, man. I need to see that movie. It, like, even if it kind of sucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, just based on the trailer alone, I need to... It piqued my curiosity. Here's my non-spoilery kind of review. Mm -hmm. I'll say that I'm really glad that I saw it because it was one of the movies that I kind of wanted to see and I wanted to... I wanted something new to watch in the theaters this this past weekend. I'm really glad that I saw it, but it's kind of a brutal watch, you know? And I I was already kind of prepared for it because obviously it's rated R. Yeah. but yeah, some parts were pretty brutal to watch. But that being said, the dichotomy of that, it was a very beautiful movie to watch. It was very cinematic. It was mm-hmm. weird. Like the, the you know, the, just the the two ends of the spectrum uh, for this type of movie. And would I see the movie again? To be honest with you, I don't know if I would, but I'm really glad that I saw it. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe yeah. when you uh, eventually watch it, you'll know what that means. All right, that's a that's a pretty good review. At least like a, it's a really good one time watch. Is, yeah, is a it depends. That could go either way. Whether it's like oh, it's too gruesome, that it's like like hereditary. 
Yeah. I think I only need <laughs> yeah. to watch that once. It's a good movie, but yeah. I don't really want to watch it again. <laughs> right, right. But uh, I, you know, since you haven't seen it, I would recommend that you at least give it a shot. Check All it right. Out. Sounds good. Uh, for me, I actually watched a TV show called Under the Banner of Heaven, starring oh. Andrew Garfield. And so that's actually playing on Hulu. Isn't, um, isn't he on your left? No, this is a Toby over Toby, here. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, a little bit of sharper eyes. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, for the ones who are just listening, I have a Spider-Man figure on my desk right now. Uh, but yeah, because we're talking about <laughs> Tom Holland this week, I was like, oh, look, Andrew Garfield's in something right now. And it's, um, it's kind of like this true crime show based on a, a book. And there's like a lot of dark things happening in that show uh it's a lot of mystery the first two episodes are out already like on hulu and i i just watched both of them and i'm like man this is this is right up my alley you know like the the crime mystery stuff Ooh, okay yeah. and so it's really good. i should check it out because I, I mean i have hulu i think i did a hulu show for the ritual last week so uh yeah and it's a pretty like i don't want to reveal everyone that's in the show but there are some recognizable faces in there. Like, uh, you got Sam Worthington in there as well. Uh, Avatar. Avatar, <laughs> Avatar 2's coming out. But, yeah. Uh, and there's uh, other faces you'll recognize. I don't want to spoil it because I do actually want to... Um, I, I do recommend the show. And I normally with the shows that I watch, sometimes they're kind of, like, fluffy or whatever. Like, But I feel like this is a good balance between, oh, very thought-provoking uh but at the same time like really entertaining and yeah. uh that's why i think i would actually give it based on the two episodes that i've seen so far i think episodes come out every thursday but i would actually recommend it for you yeah i, I remember seeing the uh you know the uh, i guess a like a quick snippet trailer or whatever on both hulu um and imdb and so i'm i'm, I'm familiar with the show uh i definitely have it on my list and so it's good to know that you like at least the first two episodes. So um, it, I'll probably give it a shot. I mean, I have like literally four or five shows that I'm currently yeah. in right now. I'll, I'll find some time for it. All right. Yeah, sounds good. But, well, you know what's a little different, though? Some Nicolas Cage. And we actually talked about a bunch of Nicolas Cage stuff because what's life is better with Nicolas Cage. And we watched The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and we talked about that last week, and we ran a poll on our social media. Uh, Ken, what was the poll that we ran? Okay, yeah, for episode 63, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, we ran this poll. We asked you, the audience, I mean, it was what we asked like during, the, <laughs> during that podcast episode, what is your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? I mean, it was the first Nick Cage movie that we did uh, talk about. And so the choices that we gave out, the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, obviously, because that's what we talked about. The Rock, Leaving Las Vegas, I feel like it's uh, one of those where I think it got nominated for um, like an Oscar or something like that, maybe even one. I don't yeah, he, remember. Uh, that's where Nicolas Cage won his Oscar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He was good. Him and uh, Elizabeth Shue. Oh, my mm-hmm. goodness. Such a good movie. And then Face Off with him and John Travolta. So the results are in. And honestly, I'm surprised at who won. The unbearable weight of massive talent actually came out on top with 38% of the vote. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, is that recency bias? Because at the same time, I uh, didn't really know what to put on the poll. Because <laughs> Nicolas Cage has like a thousand movies and like a hundred of them are like good. I mean, he's come out with like so many classics. Like, I didn't know what to actually put on that poll. But... I was hoping there would be a write-in, but Unbearable Weight of Mass Talent. I feel like it's going to be one of those cult classic like comedy movies for uh, in future years. Yeah, all, all you have to do is watch that one scene in The Unbearable Weight of Mass and Talent. Quick spoiler, when they do the whole tribute to Nicolas Cage in that, what was it, The Room or <laughs> whatever? Yeah, yeah. Either, I thought you were going to mention you know, the wall where Nicolas Cage is on top of the wall and he's reaching out to to Javi. 
Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, with the with all of the the other different uh, movies, I mean, because yeah. they had the National Treasure poster, they had the uh, the thing from the the necklace looking thing, the green mm-hmm. thing from the missiles from the rock. They had uh, that thing from Con Air with the rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> among other things. So that's true, guys. Like, I'm not surprised. I'm a little bit surprised, honestly. Just because he's coming out with so many good movies, but unbearable weight of massive talent. I feel like people really. If you haven't go, if you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Go watch it now, instead of the Northman. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> go watch both of them. It sounds like. You know what's funny though? Quick little aside. I actually watched a double feature last Saturday because I ended up watching the unbearable weight of massive talent for a second time oh, in shoot, the theaters. Nice. After the Northman, because like we just had extra time and we were like, well, man, that was a lot to watch. Let's uh, kind of line things up. Cle- yeah, let's uh, <laughs> cleanse our palate a little bit. Mm. Let's watch something a little bit more on the entertaining, lighthearted side. So we ended up watching it again because I gave my recommendation. See that? See, guys, if you want to participate in all the Nicolas Cage stuff, go watch Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And if you want to participate in our polls it's going to be based on each episode that we do uh you can go on our instagram or twitter at weekly reel that's going to happen every tuesday okay guys let's jump into this week's movie where it's about nathan drake the young treasure hunter and his i guess mentor victor sullivan as they chase around the world for ferdinand magellan's treasure in uncharted based on the video game a video game that i've played all four games at so i'm going in kind of biased honestly but i tried my best to keep things a little bit tempered honestly so guys just letting you know this is the spoiler warning for uncharted if you haven't seen the movie yet you can go watch it now it's on uh you can basically buy the movie right now we're recording this on may 4th but This episode is being released on May 9th, or on Monday. So tomorrow, actually, you can rent the movie on basically all the other streaming sites. Right, Ken? Yeah, it's like Apple. um, You usually rent on YouTube. Uh, Yeah. Uh, There's Redbox. I I usually rent on Amazon Prime because um, they don't have the Rotten Tomato score on there. And, you know, we try to, like, obviously not cheat when it comes to the Rotten Tomato score. You know, stay tuned for later that uh, later on in the episode. So I like to watch it on Amazon Prime. So, yeah, guys. So spoiler warning, we're going to be talking about all our pros and cons of the movie. You know, there's going to be some. And the perfect way to do that is going to be jumping into the double feature. Unfortunately, I'm going to call out Andrea right now. <laughs> it's like Andrea hasn't prepared a, uh, a question for this week. So we're going to go into the double feature original variant 1.0. And it's just going to be me and Ken. So I'm going to do the first half of the double feature. And Ken, my question for you for Uncharted, considering this movie is about treasure hunters and thieves you know there's going to be plot twists. Did any of the plot twists surprise you? Or was it like super telegraphed? <laughs> uh, to answer your question real quick, yeah, that none of the, none of the surprises really surprised me. It, I felt like it was pretty formulaic throughout, um, and they were pretty telegraphed. Um, even the, Even the whole... I guess um what was it what was her name Braddock? Oh, Bra- yeah, Braddock. The Joe Braddock. Mm-hmm. Um even her turning on on uh, Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> yeah. I was like I, I think out of all the ones though, I was I was the one I was most surprised because it's like, dang, you're just going to kill Antonio Banderas like that? Yeah. Well, it, you know what though? It's like, okay, I will admit out of all the, uh, I guess, surprises or twists and turns, that I feel like that one was probably the least t- telegraphed one. But even then, they really did telegraph it. They foreshadowed it a lot because they kept f- 
got kind of going back and forth and it really did look like Braddock was <laughs> like up to no good just upon this latest rewatch. Um, and, and just to let our viewers uh, know, we, we uh, me, Jeremy, Andrea, along with a couple of others, even Francis, you, you guys know Francis from our Train to Busan episode. We ended up watching this when it first came out in February over in Napa. Um, because we wanted to visit Jeremy. We wanted to say what's up. Uh, and, and I think we all, I think f- for the most part had a, a enjoyable experience watching up there, uh, in Napa. But yeah, I, I want to say that some of the movie theater was surprised. They were like, what? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> for me, I was just like, oh, okay. I wonder if that makes sense, but, uh, I guess it kind of makes sense. So that one was probably the least telegraphed, and I didn't mind that twist as much. But there were some pretty bad ones. How did you feel about? <laughs> I'm just gonna ask you right now. How did you feel about when when Chloe betrayed Nate for the first time? You know, when all of a sudden he turns around and there's that cliche pointing a gun at him as they finally found like the treasure or the next step of the treasure. Uh, it's like oh, it's like. I saw that coming a mile, even just from watching the games, that's what she does. Yeah. Even though they're like friends or whatever, they betray each other all the time. Uh, so, but the way that they did it in the movie, I'm like, Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> I absolutely hated it. <laughs> well, for, okay. At the time I was like, of course she did. But then when they ended up being friends later again, I was like, what? <laughs> it, it, yeah. it it made absolutely no sense with... I, I felt like they were just turning on each other just to turn on each other. It really, to me, and you'll appreciate this, and it's been a while since we've given a WWE reference. It felt like, okay, we're bored. Let's go ahead and spice things up by... Let's do, let's do a heel turn just for the sake of doing a heel mm-hmm. turn. But then the audience is smarter than than people think. We were like, what the heck? Why would they do that? We probably didn't like it. And then they ended up just kind of, you know, she ended up doing kind of a face turn later on again anyway. So Yeah, yeah. So it's like, oh, uh, like you said, unnecessary back and forth. It's like if you're going to have a heel turn or face turn, just do it once. If it's like... If it's the same character, <laughs> you know what I mean? In one movie, uh, you can't be just turning sides like every 15 minutes of the movie. You know what I mean? It's like they should have made her either go betray Nate and then keep on that direction, which I guess she technically did. But at the same time, Nate and and Sully were kind of dumb enough to accept, accept her back. Mostly Nate, I think. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's this weird thing where it's there's Especially like, since she knocked him out. <laughs> yeah. I was <laughs> It's like bodily harm. And he like he saved her earlier. I don't know. That was yeah, I I was like I knew it was coming, but it was very bad timing. It made no it made, it made absolutely no, no sense. <laughs> and and for them to like you said, switch back, do the whole face turn later on too. Luckily, Nate basically, like, did his own, like, he threw her off also, which was kind of dumb. T- it's like, dude, why do, you, why do you keep accepting her just to, to freaking throw her off again? I don't know. Just don't yeah. bring her with you. <laughs> well, okay. I will admit, like, in the beginning, when we get introduced to Chloe and, uh, you know, there's that uneasiness, you know, with the whole trusting factor. Because, obviously, you know, her, um, Chloe and Sully had their i guess history and it didn't sound like it was great history so Mm -hmm. obviously she's got trust issues i felt like that made sense in that okay she doesn't know who nate is and so why would she trust him but then i think they did throw enough breadcrumbs where obviously they showed that nate was i guess smart and he kind of was the one that was playing the Nicolas Cage uh, character within <laughs> uh-huh. National Treasure, where he actually knew a lot of things, a lot of the backstory, a lot of the clues. And obviously, it did make sense where, okay, if Chloe would have left with the cross, she's got both of them. 
but what is she going to do with it? <laughs> yeah. At that point in time, obviously, because they didn't know what they needed to use the, the, the crosses for, it, they're basically pointless. They're just valuable monetary-wise, but it, it's not going to lead her to like the treasure that they were looking for. Yeah, and I don't know. It's just also disappointing because I mentioned that there's four Uncharted games, but there's also a fifth Uncharted game where you play as Chloe also, as she's like the main character of that game. And I thought the, the, the actress in this did a good job of portraying the character for the most part. Just like some of the writings in the second half of the, I guess the last 30 minutes of the movie for her character. I was like, really? It's like, it just, I don't know, made her seem kind of dumb, honestly, compared to the games. I agree. I agree. All right. For my half of the double feature of the one version 1.0, um, at the very end, post credit scene, uh, Palau Azbek, um, I mean, he makes a, an appearance, but well, I don't think you've gotten that far yet in game of thrones but Mm -mm. in some of the later uh seasons palau azbek makes an appearance i won't say who he is because i don't want to spoil it for you uh but he does make an appearance at the post credit scene for uncharted and it seems like they if if they do have a sequel he's seemingly set up to be the main villain for that potential sequel so uh, again you've already talked about how you've played all the games since you are a fan of the games, do you think they will cast another villain alongside Pilau Asbeck, or uh, do you think it'll just be him as the main villain? But if you think there is another villain, who would you cast? Shoot, I forgot his name, actually. Um, the character he played. Here, let me look it up real quick. He plays Gage. How come that doesn't sound familiar to me? <laughs> okay, so I just looked it up. Gage is, or yeah, Gage is the character that you were referring to. And he's actually an original character for the movie. But he does mention that he works for a character named Roman, who is the one of the villains in the first game, Uncharted. Which makes sense, because that's where I want the the movie series to go into. Let's jump into the first game and what happens there where Nate can finally meet his uh, love interest. His real love interest, Elena. Yeah, they they definitely hint at that in the, I think, the second game. Where it's like, oh, he was with Chloe and all that stuff. But then there's his actual love interest, Elena. Um there's like who the hell is she <laughs> pretty much uh where then i guess now with this movie it would make more sense especially it's like they made us want to get attached to chloe and nate together but not too much just in case they introduce elena so but going back to your question i think yeah they're, they're gonna have to cast another guy to play roman the guy who gage is actually working for well, based off of your knowledge of Roman, um, has he ever reminded you of someone? Like, who would you cast as as uh, Roman? See, the first guy who I just thought of was like a younger Stephen Lang, <laughs> uh, like the guy from uh, Avatar or Don't Breathe. But now he's getting a little bit up there, so maybe I would go with um, shoot. I don't remember the guy's name, and I just I've seen him in other stuff. But the guy from the show, the Amazon show Bosch or something like that. Oh, okay. I, I forgot his name. Titus something. That guy. Guys, you know who he is. <laughs> Shoot. I forgot his name. Wait, which show? Sorry. I think I might be mispronouncing it. Is it Bosch? Bosch? <laughs> B-O-S-C-H. That Amazon show. Oh, what? How do you spell? Hold on. B O S C H. Yeah, oh, tight. Bosch. Bo- Bosch. <laughs> See? <laughs> Bo- like, I haven't seen it. And I'll, I'll probably watch it at some point. But, uh, his name, the actor's name is Titus Welliver. And I think he would be a good guy to, to play Roman. Interesting. Okay. 
So do you think they would uh, they would actually introduce Roman as uh, the main, the main person? Bit. Just just because you know, obviously, they're already like speculating how Pilau Azbek he's basically working under him. Yeah, I think so. That I think that's the natural progression of what they're gonna do for the next movie. But I'm wondering who's behind Sully and Nate in that post credit scene. It's like mm. who's actually behind them? Some people were, were speculating that it's Elena behind them because at the very beginning of the first game, uh, the first scene is elena and nate on a fishing boat so it's like they're already they already know each other and all that stuff we get then they get jumped or pirated from like guys who are also searching for treasure pirates i guess Mm -hmm. and so i i'm guessing maybe it's elena who's behind sully and nate in that scene but who knows Mm. okay all right guys speaking of the post credit scene though I want to pose our audience question of the day. It's, would you like to see a sequel to the Uncharted movie? Ooh, uh, Ken, do you want to take this question, though? Just to okay. get them warmed up. Well, okay. When when I'm thinking of this uh, audience question about would I want to see a sequel, I'm already throwing the caveat of would I want to see the sequel in theaters. So for me, I would probably go see it in theaters, but only if we do a podcast episode on it. Uh, if we decide not to do a podcast episode on the sequel, uh, for me, it's 50-50. It would just have to depend on if someone really wants to go see it and maybe if there's, like, I guess, favorable reviews, then I'll probably go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From a casual moviegoer like yourself, I would probably agree with you. But for me, since I played the games... I probably would have to go see it, give it one more chance. Mm. Uh, but if it totally like screws the pooch, then you know, <laughs> then you're bailing, huh? Yeah, I'm bailing. So and hopefully at that point, like they wouldn't make another one if it's not good. So right, right. Exactly. But I think there's enough, maybe that <laughs> maybe I think they so just need good writing. I know maybe. it's. I know it just sounds like, oh, it's <laughs> all you need is good writing. But I feel like if they come up with a coherent storyline and actually come up with decisions that make sense and not just turn for the sake of turn turning or whatever, you, I don't know. But not, I don't want to throw too much shade at this director, but it's the same director. It's Ruben Fletcher who, who directed Venom and Venom 2. So... It, maybe that's why maybe that should make things a little bit more clear for it, it this does. movie yeah <laughs> uh, but guys if you want to answer that question whether or not you want to see a sequel to the Uncharted movie please let us know go check us out on Twitter go go tweet us over there or message us on Instagram or comment there uh, or you can email us and Ken what's our email well um, email address is you didn't want to take a step at it. No. This no. week we'll go ahead and just say it's weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. And that's the actual one, weeklyrealpod at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's take a quick break. Okay, guys, welcome back from the break. Let's go into our weekly real awards, and the first award is going to be the I Am Groot Award for Favorite Character. There's a bunch of characters in this, so Ken, who's going to be your, your favorite out of the bunch? Even if you don't like him, I don't know, maybe maybe it's your favorite. There are a bunch of characters. Good characters? Eh, debatable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. But for me, uh, it... Like last week, it was a two-horse race again for the main two leads. Uh, I was thinking, okay, should I go with Nathan Drake? You know, obviously, Tom Holland does a really good job as playing uh, Nathan Drake. But I will go with Sully, just because Mark Wahlberg, I mean, yeah, he kind of plays similar characters in some past movies. Um, I feel like he was very similar in, like, uh, like, Italian job. You know, he's very, like, um, sarcastic in this movie mm-hmm. uh, but I think the reason why I chose Sully 
as I, I guess my favorite character uh, in winner of the I Am Groot Award is uh, because I feel like now we got to take you back because it's we're recording this on Star Wars Day. He plays mainly the Han Solo character to Nathan Drake's Luke Skywalker. And I feel like that Han Solo character, that whole trope uh, is more interesting because, you know, he's more he's more experienced experienced he's he's gone through a lot more he's more cynical and i felt like he was very sarcastic and i just identify with a lot of his uh sarcastic humor uh and you know it i don't know some people may not have liked their whole dynamic i thought it was pretty good yeah it was kind of hit and miss sometimes with some of their one-liners but i feel like sully had probably the majority of them so that's why i chose sully so so i i would have to agree sully was my favorite as well but for the sake of just talking about other characters i'm i am going to talk about nathan drake though because mm-hmm. since he is the main character i do need to talk about him and the casting choice so this movie has been in development for so long that mark Wahlberg was supposed to play nathan drake <laughs> um and to be fair, Nathan Drake uh, in the games is maybe like late late 20s, early 30s. And honestly, I couldn't sh- sometimes I couldn't shake that young feeling from from Tom Holland. There were some moments I'm like, yeah, and I know this is supposed to be like a young Nathan Drake, but something about it just didn't feel that convincing to me. In a way, maybe it's just the whole Spider-Man thing vibe coming from him. Um, where he's so too much of a goody two-shoes you know, from Spider-Man compared to Nathan Drake. He, he should have that more rugged, more uh, that kind of dry wit. This You can't really trust Nathan Drake, honestly, compared to... But Tom Holland, he looks too innocent that it's like, oh, you trust him. Whereas Nathan Drake, you really shouldn't be trusting him. He should. He's actually like... Han Solo, if you made Han Solo the star. We're not talking about Solo the movie, though. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. So, it's weird how you how you pose that question where, or that comparison where Nathan Drake was like the Luke Skywalker and Sully was the Han Solo. Han Solo where it's supposed to be like, it's pretty much like Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, another Harrison Ford character. And I, I, I guess I'm ranting a little bit because there were some parts where I'm like, yeah, like Tom Holland is like getting some stuff like really well done with it. But even just like sometimes his accent was throwing me off where it'd go in and out of this weird American accent with I'm like, oh, is he from like New York? I was like, oh, then it's just a, like a non, non-specific area. Of, of the United States and I, it was it was all over the place his, his accent in my opinion um, and I think that's what threw me off okay Ken let's jump into our next award the does anyone want to get out award for best action sequence and this is pretty action packed but I'm kind of wondering uh, what's your vote for best action sequence okay uh, confession I had a t- probably the toughest time trying to figure out a winner for <laughs> for all the awards. This one was the toughest one <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, because for a movie that had, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a fun popcorn movie, a lot of action sequences. Some of the action sequences I didn't really like. Mm. So to be able to pick one out, I, I it was hard for me to kind of narrow it down. So if I had to choose one. I did like the opening sequence, but technically it was like kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. But for them to start, um, I guess, somewhere in the middle and then obviously go back in time, that opening sequence uh, was a good way to open it because it's, uh, you know, like it, it's a good opener. You're like, oh, obviously we got here, uh, you know, we got here at some point in time. Uh, some of the stunts were actually pretty cool, even though there's like hella CGI. Uh, but. It was a good opener. It kind of gets you at the edge of your seat in the beginning. And even though a lot of it's unrealistic, um, I thought it was a good way to to open the movie. And I was like, hey, this might actually be promising. And then the middle happened. And, 
you know, got a little inconsistent and then the writing just bogged everything down. So yes, that's yeah. my winner. Uh, my winner though. Well, to touch upon yours, that is, um, that is a callback to the games mm-hmm. from the third uncharted game. And that was such a good sequence in the games, very iconic. And the way that they did it, 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 it is pretty cool, but not as cool as games. Honestly, the build up mm. to it and the way they shot like the falling of the 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 crates Car- and all that the stuff. The cargo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it was it was very shaky and up close in the movie. And it wasn't like that in the games. I'm like, if you're gonna use all this CGI and stuff, just zoom out. <laughs> like honestly. It's yeah. like they're all like three D animated anyway. Um but for me, I'm gonna go with the flying boats, even though like uncharted is like that bombastic like blockbuster video game you don't really pay attention too much to the it's more about spectacle and the funny and entertaining characters that's what it's really about you're not really there for complicated story really you're there for interesting characters interesting drama between those characters and then the stuff that they find themselves in like nathan drake usually has very bad luck (laughs) Okay. So, but the flying boat scene, I just remember when we were watching, everyone's like, what the heck? (laughs) Even in the games, though, that didn't happen. (laughs) The flying boats. Because, for one, how could those helicopters hold those boats? Two, why wouldn't they just collapse under all that pressure from the wires? But whatever, it's a movie, right? <laughs> so that it was looked, very unrealistic. <laughs> it looked cool though for me, and the fact that they played um, the original Uncharted theme during the fighting sequence, I thought, I'm like, okay, this, I can feel it a little bit. And when Nate got his his um, pistol holsters, I was like, all right, finally, compl- at least his outfit looked like Nathan Drake. Yeah, and. And uh, Tom Holland fit it well. So, there, like, there were moments where I'm like, yeah, he's Nathan Drake. I'm like, dang, I wish he wasn't Nathan Drake. So I was flip-flopping a little bit during the movie for Tom Holland. But for that action sequence, I think I bought it for, for Tom Holland there. So that's think, why it's my favorite. I think that one uh, was my least favorite just because it just was so <laughs> unreal. I was like, yeah. dude, the, the wire should have, first of all, I don't think any helicopters can carry anything that heavy. Because you know that if it was made back in the day, that wood is like hella heavy. That end, um, I feel like that much time has passed. You know, there's like a lot of termites and stuff. That wood mm-hmm. would just fell apart and just disintegrated with that uh, dry rot or whatever. So, yeah, that wouldn't... I feel like the boats wouldn't have been preserved. But again, just like you said, it's a popcorn movie. Suspend belief or whatever. I had a hard time doing so, though, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. That's true. It was, yeah, something like you would see in Michael Bay or something like nowadays. Yeah. Uh, let's jump into our next award, the Wise Gamora Award for favorite quote. And let me guess, is it from Sully? Of course. All right. Same. <laughs> so go ahead. You go first. All right. I'm going to cheat. Okay. It's okay. going to be in two parts. All right. There's a first part. They, you know, do some stuff and then they revisit it. Mm-hmm. My part, uh, I guess the first part is like, remember in in, in the movie when uh, Nathan Drake is basically telling Sully, hey, this is the stuff that he needs to pull off the job, whatever they were doing. And I'm kind of hazy on some of the details, but basically he's like some of the materials he mentions, but he also says, hey, I need a cat. All right. Mm-hmm. So it kind of brings us to this exchange. And so Sully um ask uh what's with the cat <laughs> nathan drake's just like she's just for you sully's like what and nathan drake's like yeah your life seems super sad <laughs> and sully's like no 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 i'm not going to keep this thing they're going to shit all over my floor and i'm like pretty cracking i'm cracking up because mm-hmm. you know it's been you know like to this point it's it's a lot of setup there's nothing kind of really going on too much but they threw this line in there. It really doesn't make sense, but I was entertained because I know you have a cat and yep. it's just so random that they threw it in there. But 
later on, fast forward to later on in the movie, this is now with Chloe, um, I, I guess, already joining the fray. Sully goes, hey, kid, you think she's okay? And Ethan's like, who? Sully's like, my cat. And then Chloe's <laughs> like, you have a cat? Sully goes, yeah, the man from the app said he was going to feed her, but he didn't text me back yet. And then Nathan Drake, just like with the zinger, he's like, I don't know what's cuter, your concern or the uh, the fact you just said the man from the app. (laughs) It just shows like how out of touch he is with like technology and everything. And the fact that he just ended up like bonding with the cat, even though we, you know, we didn't really see it on, on camera. See, I like that too. Um, one of mine that I thought of, what well, I don't have have it written down, but I remember it. It's like, uh, and it's kind of like a throwaway line where it's just like, "Why do you have so many apps open?" Yeah. <laughs> he literally was sw- speed swiping up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was cracking up. I just Mark Wahlberg was genuinely funny in this movie, which was yeah. like, F- Sully is funny in the games. But he like stole the comedic scenes for the most part in this yeah. movie compared to Nate, which I was uh, disappointed. With. Well, and, and you know, going back to the the app thing, they even revisit later on, and that's basically how he finds because finds uh, Nathan Drake because that app, you know, where it's like, hey, they're sharing locations. It's yeah. like, oh, it's still open. <laughs> yeah. So they kind of there's like a payoff to that uh, throwaway line. See, yeah. See, funny. that's good. And when they have they set up the joke and they it pays off later. Um, for me though, just because it's when we first see, um, Nathan Drake and he's kind of being a bartender and all that stuff. And he, uh, the, his boss, I guess, Carlos says, oh, well, 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 if it isn't the late, great and formerly, formerly employed Nate, then Nate's like, well, at least you got the great part, right? (laughs) (laughs) And see that one, that line though, I'm like, that's so Nathan Drake. For me, I'm like, it's always like, he's a bit egotistical at the same time, very much comparison to um, Han Solo, once again. But at the same time, there's going to be someone in the future that's going to break down those barriers and he has to let go of his ego. And no, it's not Princess Leia, it's uh, Elena. So, but we need that, that witty and kind of ego-driven Nathan Drake at the beginning. And I felt like he was... Sometimes he was too selfless in this movie. Mm. I, like, he shouldn't be unlikable. But there's there should be that, that sense of, oh, I'm the guy. I'm looking out for me. And that's kind of like Han Solo's and Nathan Drake's, how they are. So... At least they got that part right. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully in the sequel, you know, they kind of start to shift towards that or whatever. Because, I mean, I feel like we don't really see Tom Holland, it, you know, portray that uh, type of character because he he's just, he looks so innocent in a lot of things he does. I don't know if it's just like, you know, his the pitch of his voice, the timbre or whatever. It's like really high. <laughs> and so he really does sound like hella young and innocent all the time. Um, it throws me off sometimes. Uh yeah, I, I I think that threw me off a little bit too. There was, I'm I'm hoping though, I'm hoping next movie. Come on, Tom Holland, I believe in you. Uh, <laughs> next award is gonna be the uh, Avengers Assemble Award for favorite scene. I feel like this one was the hardest for me, honestly. This mm. this award. So go ahead, Ken. All right, so uh, we were talking about telegraphed and predictable scenes, and you know, admittedly, this is actually one of them. But I feel like it was done in a way where it was still entertaining to me. And that's why it's my winner for the Avengers Assemble Award for favorite scene. Uh, It's when Nathan Drake, Sully, and Chloe uh, get to the part in the movie where, you know, they have uh, obviously both crosses and they're they're having to insert it into two different keyholes. And they're like, oh, I guess we just got to turn it uh, at the same time, right? Mm -hmm. So then it leads to this exchange. And this was... A, a contender for me for a favorite quote but i was like you know what this is actually just a really good scene so um sully goes both of you turn your keys clockwise at the same time they, they actually do that mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden those arrows shoot out and they <laughs> literally almost kills all of them 
The funny part was Sully was the one who's like complaining. He goes, shit, thanks a lot. You almost got me killed. Yeah. <laughs> Nathan Trick's like clockwise, Sully. And then Sully was like, well, it was 50-50, so I made a guess. <laughs> and <then> Chloe's <laughs> like, a guess? That could have been our heads. And Sully was like, well, clearly, you should have turned the keys the other way, kid. I don't even have my glasses. I can't read this shit. <laughs> and <Nathan laughs> Drake is like, yeah, clearly. Dude, uh, upon rewatch for this podcast episode, dude, I was dying. I forgot that happened um, throughout. And I feel like the best parts of the movie were like the National Treasure Indiana Jones po- uh, portion where they're trying to figure out where to go. You know, they're trying yeah. to figure out the puzzle. And I felt like the middle part of the movie was probably my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, that's weird to say, right? Because that's usually where sometimes things kind of drag, but it's more of the bombastic stuff mm-hmm. that uh, kind of throws you throws you off. For me, it, it's uh, my favorite scene actually happens soon after that, where Chloe and Nate are like underwater, and basically they're trying to survive before they start to drown. But at the same time, Mark Wahlberg, Sully's uh, on the higher ground, pretty much, and fighting Braddock, right? Yeah, 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 and I like that scene because there is that tension where it's like, oh, okay, uh, how is Nate gonna get them out of this? How is he gonna figure it out? Because you know these treasure hunting movies, it's all about puzzles and all that stuff too, yep, yep. and figuring it out. And I actually thought that was a pretty good fight scene as well for for Sully, because at the same time they were fighting in um, what was it? Was it a subway? No, it was, no, uh, it was Papa um, John's. Papa John's, yeah. <laughs> it was a Papa John's, right? Yeah, I think so. I was like, I don't know. I just thought that was a good fight scene. And, like, sometimes Nathan Drake is uh, too invincible in this. So when you have Sully, who's a little bit more vulnerable, I feel like that there's more tension to that scene. Um, but, yeah, I like that scene because the, the suspense was there. and the, it's, I mean, it's a little bit cliche because you know that they're going to get out of it. Uh, but the way it kind of plays out, I thought was the best scene of the movie. Yeah, because, I mean, obviously you have Sully trying to, you know, defend himself. He's in a fight, but he's also, like, having to get break that through that. Uh, it seemed like it was pretty bulletproof or it was it was pretty strong glass. Yeah. So uh, he obviously had to find a way to get through to that so that he can turn the key, his key, um, so that it would obviously unlock the... Um, I guess the fountain part so that it would drain the, all the water um, so that Nathan Drake and, and Chloe didn't drown. Yeah. Cause it was pretty brutal when he threw her into the glass. Oof. So I was like, Braddock. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Need I was that. hoping they would do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go into our favorite game of the day. And that's going to be the guess the Rotten tomato score. Ken, me and Andrea are up, man. What are you doing? I know. I'm going to have to just, uh, I don't know, come from behind just uh, so I could be the two-time <laughs> champ, just like you are, because you, you're already a two-time champ. True, true. You have to make it up with this week, but it's it, it, we're in a pretty close match right now. I have seven points, Andrea has seven points, and you have six points. So you're only one point behind. Uh, since Andrea isn't here today, but she did email her guest to us, do you have her email up right now so i actually can guess first i actually do so andrea's guess that she had sent by the way shout out to andrea we miss you on this pod uh and obviously you were with us so i mean we definitely do miss you andrea's guess for the guest ron tomato score for uncharted 77 percent. Ooh, 77 that's pretty high ken your guess my guess definitely not as high 58 <laughs> percent. oh shoot no, we didn't tie. Okay. Um, yet. Yeah, <laughs> until, yet. Until the score is like right in the middle of yeah. whatever ours is. That's true. <laughs> That's true. My guess is actually 64%, so a little bit higher. Ooh, okay. So you're thinking that this was fresh? I think so. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to look it up on the Rotten Tomatoes. I said, oh, Ken, you have won this week. Because Uncharted is at 40% Ooh, on Ron wow. Tomatoes. We yeah. all overshot it. <laughs> we all overshot it. So with that, Ken, you have nine points. I have eight points. And Andrea has seven points. Wow. 
Still now. really tight. Yep, there we go. So that was dang, 40%. I thought some I thought more people liked it, but I guess we all thought that. <laughs> we were all wrong. Not not the critics. <laughs> not the critics. Yeah, our audience score is 90%. So Whoa, come on, audience. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that good. Yeah, you know how audience score is usually though. I know. I feel like okay, it it, it at the highest range, it would be right around where Andrea probably mm-hmm. says, you know, because again, it, it is a pretty good popcorn flick and this was coming on the off the heels of uh spider-man no way home so you know we got our tom holland fix what two time two features in like three months yeah yeah but those ron tomatoes scores don't really matter because we have the i love you 3000 award and we're gonna rate it from one to three thousand i'm guessing you're gonna go pretty low ken and uh What's your rating for Uncharted? All right. Well, on a scale of 1 to 3,000, I'm giving it a 1,629. Not terribly low. Mm-hmm. Uh, that loosely translates to about 54.3%. Still, I don't think it was a fresh movie. Again, the, pl- uh, the writing was not good. Uh, the plot twists were telegraphed and didn't make sense. And uh, some of the dialogue was pretty good. I-, I feel like that's the reason why it's this high. But again... This should be a popcorn flick with a lot of good action sequences. I was underwhelmed uh, by the action sequences where, again, <laughs> I'll reiterate, I had a hard time trying to figure out which action sequence that I actually liked. Mm. For me, I think well, having knowledge of the games and seeing some stuff actually like helped me boost the score just by a tad. Sometimes, sometimes it lowered it down. It's like halfway. So I couldn't decide whether or not I actually liked the movie. <laughs> or not really so i decided to uh go on a little bit lower i guess but higher than you because i feel like i'm more familiar with uncharted so i gave it a uh 1770 out of 3000 so 59 percent. okay yeah that's pretty much where my guess was for the rotten tomato score at 58 so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i can definitely see it for sure yeah if i were it wouldn't be fresh but it's like uh, some, some days, you know. But it's poor. Yeah, if it, if you catch you on a good day, it's like yeah, it's pretty good. Do you kind of focus on some of the the good stuff? Sully banter. Yeah, <laughs> like the, I I really did think that the uh, well, you know what? I'll get to the final thoughts later. Sorry. All right, but before we get into the final thoughts, Ken, what are we actually going to be watching next week? It's a, a little a little movie, right? With Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, I think we're watching a medical drama. Because uh, mm-hmm. we're watching a, a doctor, right? Yeah, doctor. It's um, Mr. Doctor? Yeah, Mr. Doctor. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit strange if you ask me. Yeah, a little bit strange. <laughs> but after the events of Spider-Man No Way Home, next week we catch up with Dr. Stephen Strange in the next installment of the MCU's Phase 4 with Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. This is potentially going to be one of the, if not the biggest release of 2022. Uh, It is going to be out in theaters officially. Well, officially this coming Friday. I mean, recording this on the 4th, May 6th. But I know both me and Jeremy, we're all watching it tomorrow on opening night. On Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm actually like i feel like out of all the movies even though it's not the one i'm most anticipating that would be thor love and thunder but i feel like it's going to be the most integral one uh of the movies this year for the mcu in terms of its story because it is the multiverse so anything i'm excited to see what's going to happen i don't know I'm a little bit scared if it's going to be good, but it is Sam Raimi directing it. So I haven't seen a Sam Raimi movie in a while. Spider-Man three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Probably. Well, for me, I, I I will admit this. I stopped watching trailers um, in the last few weeks because I felt like I was finding out too many things from trailers and it wasn't really from even watching breakdowns. I stopped watching those because I really want to go in with as fresh eyes as I as I can, just knowing what I know through the first twenty six, seven, twenty eight movies. I forget. We need to update our um, we we gotta update our uh 
MCU rankings um, on this episode too. So remind me to put that on the on our outline. Yeah, yeah, because we don't have to rate the entire thing, right? We kind of just have to put it, plug it in, plug yeah. it in somewhere. Yeah. So we'll do that, guys. Uh, Ken, if they want to reach you on any of the social medias before we get into our final thoughts, uh, where can they follow you? Uh, they can follow me at FreeKenA. The spelling will be in the episode notes. I will mention again that Andrea does run our social media. She does a way better job than I used to. Um, so uh, interact with us through and you know through Andrea and all of us. We try to take our turns now with adding more video content at Weekly Real on Instagram. That's our main one. But we also go Twitter and Facebook. And then now we have that TikTok that uh, Jeremy's such a, basically Pro he's a master, <laughs> master TikToker. I don't know about that, man. I couldn't, I could barely figure it out. I'm like Sully. I'm like, it took me like a couple hours to figure to make that video. You are the man, man with the app, right? Yeah, I am that guy. We'll oh, figure man. it out. But uh, the TikTok is at Weekly Real Pod. Yeah, guys, if you want to follow me, I'll be on JP underscore flicks on Instagram. So um, go message me there and say make more TikToks or message me, Jeremy, you did it once. Don't do it ever again. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just tell me over there. <laughs> hey, we'll, 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 we'll try to do more TikToks. We'll try to do more reels, obviously, because we are the weekly reel. So, I mean, it's in the name. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to do it. We'll have to yeah. do it. Uh, Ken, now your final thoughts on Uncharted, the movie. Okay, so I'm going to be, I mean, I felt like I've been pretty negative throughout this episode. I'm going to focus on the positive. Final thoughts is I would love to just see more of the dynamic between uh, Sully, Nathan Drake, and Chloe, or potentially, you know, uh, Elena, who knows. But the banter between the three of them, I felt like when Chloe entered the, uh, the equation, I felt that's when the entertainment level for me like went up a level because it was like, mm-hmm. eh, mm. I mean, it, it was pretty cool with the two going back and forth, you know, zinging each other, I guess. Uh, but some of it's some of the one liners did fall flat, especially earlier in the movie. But when Chloe entered uh, as like kind of an X factor and you didn't really yeah. know, well, for me, you know, not familiar with the the video games. Her entering the fray added, I guess, a wild card. And I did enjoy um, the tension between the three of them because they didn't really trust each other. And then plus that's when the treasure hunting started. So if they do have to make a sequel, more of that, please. Just focus on the treasure hunting part. That's true. Yeah. See, that when it's those three characters, and I'm hoping it's going to be Elena this next time. At least they introduce her. Uh, the dynamic does change because um, usually Elena's the more level-headed one, thinking about the safety of Nate and all three of them. Sully's usually always like, "Oh, we got to get the treasure, Nate," and Nate's the guy like more more interested in the history of everything. Kind of just like, um, you know, National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, <laughs> Nicholas Cage reference. Nicholas Cage. Uh, for me, yeah, I agree with you. But also, I felt like it was too early to introduce the brother, uh, Sam. We didn't really talk about him too much. Uh, side note, when uh, he showed up on screen, there were, like, girls screaming for him. I'm like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, is... Like, oh, my God, it's him. I'm like, is he from One Direction? <laughs> 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 so out of touch. And he, he's not. <laughs> to let you know. <laughs> I'm going to uh, quote one of my favorite lines from all of the MCU. Who? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, who's that? Guys? I know, who's, who this? Um, but in the fourth game, that's when they um, introduced the fourth and final game of the Nathan Drake. They said, oh, he has a brother. I'm like, oh, shoot. So it's kind of weird to be like, mm-hmm. oh, Nate, you have a brother in this first movie. I, I kind of wish they left that out a little bit. But I guess it kind of makes sense. Prequel, you need, you want to explain the backstory a little bit, but drop some breadcrumbs. Yeah, and we knew he wasn't going to be dead with 
all that stuff. So hopefully they don't pull a Amazing Spider-Man too, and it's like every they just give a little snippet of Sam every single movie, and then you never get a resolution, you know, like Amazing Spider-Man two and his Peter's parents. <laughs> underrated movie, damn Under, it! Yeah, underrated. I said it. <laughs> Uh, especially after No Way Home. But enough of the Spider-Man talk and uh, Tom Holland for today. <laughs> Just kidding. We love you. But Ken, it was good talking about Uncharted. I knew it was going to be one of those movies that I could praise it, but also like rant on it a lot. So yeah, it was. It was. I feel like uh, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot from different parts of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, and we. You know, we disagreed on some things. I like the flying boats. You didn't like the flying boats. I thought Antonio, uh, Antonio Banderas, I thought he, but that was like, <gasps> but you're like, huh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, they just kept lingering on Braddock. And I was like, hey, she, she just looked like she was up to no good. She was like, give, <laughs> just giving him some stink eye. I was like, I could do a better job than this guy. You know what? Let's just take his money. Take his men. Yeah, hopefully next week, though, in Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, I'm assuming that there's going to be some twists and turns in that, and hopefully we'll be really surprised uh, with that next week. I'm hoping to have a good time tomorrow, tomorrow night. Come on, guys. We got this. MCU time. All right, guys. We'll see you next week for the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Ken, Thanks for sharing your thoughts, and we'll see you next week on The Real.